Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as light workers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's the Word, we will discuss a word, think community, balance, tenacity, etc., in hopes of motivating our audience to incorporate more of that into their lives. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? We have a busy week. We are here again. We were here yesterday, Marissa. Did you do that yesterday? Don't even know yesterday. Uh, welcome back to the Dreamcatchers. Good morning, everybody. We have such a beautiful array of panelists this morning. Dear friends of ours, we're so excited to have with us. Um, so we are here today for another episode of What's the Matter? I'm finding a trend, Maris. I think that What's the Matter is going to be our matter right now, because I think there's so many topics that, you know, I said this yesterday, it's not about necessarily right now everybody's storyline and career path, which although that's our listeners, what they look for. What we're finding now is that we have so many professionals in our web and in our orbit who we want to tap into about a specific thing versus, you know, how did you get to where you are? So today's matter um, is the matter of nutrition and wellness, especially with our kids and during this crazy, crazy time that we're all living in. So thank you for being here, our nutrition panel. Good morning. I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves. Marissa, did you want to add anything to that fast? Yes, I, I was. I, I actually like what you were not actually like, but I like what you were saying because in all fairness, I actually like something I you said. Like um, I think I think as a as a dream catcher, we are basically offering a roundtable of experts as we deem fit for hot topics that I know as professionals, working mothers, people that are just trying to navigate life during a pandemic are all kind of having similar conversations. And what Jamie and I believe in is trying to spread light and or raise the volume on conversations that are extremely important. Now, you know, there's 75 things at the top of that list right now. So how do we figure out what to speak about most? But what I think is very interesting um, or timely is, is we have never spent, I mean, I know I have never spent this much day-to-day, moment-to-moment time with my family, <laughs> okay? None of us have. And, and by the way, I meant that as a fact, but it did sound like I was making a joke. Um, but it, it, you know, we, every every meal I'm making, I'm making how many meals am I making, right? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking ahead. I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm definitely sometimes intermittent fasting and then eating a salami stick at 2 p.m. A lot, right, Jimmy? <laughs> Um, like there are a lot of intermittent fasting. Here's the the situation: my fast with tequila at the beach club. It happened all summer. The the wheels have come off for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I spend my time helping people with their jobs, and I am not really doing a lot of that right now. So I spend my time with Jamie, trying to help people with all the things that they need help on, and I need just as much help as anyone else that's listening. So I have 
curated this panel of incredible women that are all like-minded and frankly all in the same boat as I am and Jamie is. So without much further ado, I have four of them here. They each come from different places on the East Coast. Um, and I'd like for them to introduce themselves. I actually will start you. The left of me on the Brady Bunch where I'm looking at is my friend, Allie. Allie, and she has a, a terrific Zoom location um, with a very nice pop of green color. Go ahead, Hello. Allie. Go ahead, Allie. You can which introduce yourself to everyone. House, which means I'm texting my children to be quiet right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Allie. Introduce yourself to everyone. Hi. Um, oh, my name is Allie Kusich. I live in Fairhaven, New Jersey, with the uh, same town as Jamie and Marissa. I am a uh, functional nutritionist, nutrition coach, board certified um, holistic nutritionist who um, I work with women, mostly um, busy moms. We are basically the most underserved members of the household and uh, generally helping everybody get on track with a healthy, real food, uh, normal habit type of lifestyle. I'm certified in autoimmune therapies and hormone imbalances, which seem to affect many people our age. So uh, especially with the stress of COVID times, this is, um, this is an important, important area for a lot of women. 100%. Mm -hmm. and, and Ali, just tell us, as because I know this, as does Jamie, how many children do you have? I have four boys. Yes. And, um, and, and a really and big dog. dog. And a really big dog. <laughs> and a 90-pound and a dog. Yes. Okay. Boy, heavy. Yes. Um, and Allie, and your, the, the name of your company is? The name of my company is 80 Nutrition. Very okay, great. So the word 80, which we will likely get to back to and I'm sure everyone on this zoom knows what she means by the word 80 and I as a you know um, believer in what she's doing have learned very much so in my later years as I neared 40 how much more important my food intake is than my exercise um, even though exercise is my everyday jam or tries to be it's all about the food especially for my body type it's not about the exercise for me I'm like is it 99 one um, but I know it's, I know, I know it's 80, 20. Thank you, Allie, for being here. So excited to have you. Um, I see Laura next. So Laura, you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, I'm Laura Burak. I am a registered dietitian. I have been in the field for close to 20 years, but I'm not that old. I turned 40 this year. I'm just going to say it because I'm proud of it. Um, my company is, um, Laura Burak Nutrition. I'm in Roslyn, New York and Long Island, but I'm not from here for the record. Uh, <laughs> I'm from New Jersey also, but near the Philadelphia area. Um, so I go there a lot and my practice is totally virtual now. I completely pivoted into virtual, virtual reality, I almost call it, um, during this whole time. Um, my kind of like social media persona is called get naked nutrition. So that's my Instagram handle that you can find me at. And I'm there a lot because I really think it's fun. I use it in a really positive way, I hope. And I am a mama of two crazy kids and they're seven and 10, a boy and a girl, which are, you know, handful. And then I have um, a golden doodle that I got four days before quarantine named Stella Blue after a Grateful Dead song. I love it. Wow, yeah. four days before. You got into the trend before it was a trend to get a new you, job. You, you, Stella, yeah. Stella started the trend. 
Yeah, yeah like totally attention. unplanned. We got her on my son's birthday on March 7th. And um, anyway, I really focus on how to actually, I, I center around food, like how to really enjoy and appreciate food and live a really happy and healthy life without having to go on these crazy diets ever again, because we've been through them for ever. And you like, you, you could, I could name like 20 off the top of my head. And it's, it's like with social media now, it's getting worse than ever, I think, because there's a lot of fake news, a lot of misinformation. I spend a lot of my time kind of like debunking myths with my clients. Um, and it's really about like educating people and, you know, giving them real information so that they don't think that nutrition and health is complicated because it can really be simple and manageable and realistic and sustainable because, you know, that's what, you know, life is a total shit show now. So we've got to put our health first and take care of ourselves because we don't know when this is ending and we're all moms here. And that's all I have to say about all of that right now. <laughs> a perfect, a perfect segue and entry to our next guest. who I see is Justine. Okay. So I'm Justine Roth. Um, so I actually have kind of like two worlds that I live, I guess. Um, so I started um, in the field 15 years ago, right out of my internship at a psychiatric institute, um, which is a research hospital attached to Columbia Medical Center of all the, oh, and I'm in New York City, by the way. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I'm there and I ended up completely unbeknownst to me, specializing in severe eating disorders um, and treating them in an inpatient setting. So, so I definitely have a much more medical ish background when it comes to how I came about into the field and how I really like formed my relationship with food and my relationship with the field, to be honest. Um, so, and then I also run a kitchen, which is just kind of like what happened when I ended up going to work at the hospital. Um, and it just, I've been there for 15 years. It was my first job. So I kind of during this quarantine had to still go to work um, and make sure the kitchen was running and order the food and all of that. So I kind of have this like funny divide in my mind, which I fully do compartmentalize. It's one of my strengths, I think. <laughs> um, and so I kind of go into that food service world. Um, and then I go into very severe clinical world um, of treating disorders. And then kind of in the more recent years as becoming a mom, um, I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. Um, I developed my Instagram sort of persona, um, as well. And that I named honest mom nutrition, um, which took a while to like figure out like what I wanted to name it. Um, because I was trying to figure out and hone in on like what I wanted to where who I wanted to reach and who I wanted to kind of help in the sense of, I already sort of have one end of my life of nutrition. And so that's how I came to do that. And it is what it is. I'm very honest. I try to be a little funny. Um, and I try to essentially promote, I guess, like a healthy relationship with food. In, um, and I don't really focus on food, <laughs> which is funny. You know, like I, you won't see a lot of pictures of food on my page. Um, a little bit more about the language around food and how we talk about food, our bodies, especially around our kids. Um, in a probably bigger picture aim of not having this continue. 
um, having what I see as far as eat severe eating disorders continue in this sort of generation of kids, I think is my probably very small, minute little goal of mine. Um, but. <laughs> no big deal. I'm sure with social media and TikTok, you won't have any problems. Not at all. Um, by the way, if you have not watched Social Dilemma yet, I've been watching oh it God. in pieces because it's taking me a little bit to get through it. It's wild what they, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm that's a whole thing. I'm going to pass on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so last but certainly not least, my very dear and long-term friend who just, long-time friend who just celebrated a birthday this week, Robin <laughs> Caden. Hi, my name is Robin Caden. I'm a registered dietitian and personal trainer. I've been in this field for over 20 years, which again, makes me feel old. <laughs> Laura and I actually met at our first clinical job at Beth Israel Medical Center in New York City. So I used to live in New York City and I was in the clinical world. I worked for an endocrinologist and I was a personal trainer as nutritionists and personal trainers were always running around and, you know, trying to make a living. But when I got pregnant with my first son, I have two sons that are six and eight. I went fully private practice for everything. I do specialize in weight loss, pediatric nutrition and sports nutrition, I've done pediatrics inpatient and outpatient from the beginning. And now that I have two kids, so it's interesting because Justine has a girl, Laura has a girl, you guys have girls, I have boys. So although I do work with girls and I do work with them eating healthy and you know all the body stuff, and I've definitely had tons of eating disorder clients with my boys who just are starving all the time and eating constantly, I kind of focus on teaching them, you know, what tastes good and how to eat healthy and to always try new things. So during quarantine, during quarantine, I put, I, I only, I don't work in New York city anymore. I'm only in Westport, Connecticut. I put my entire practice online. I do see a couple of clients socially distant, but I really am not focusing on that. And I was just trying to figure out what am I going to do with these kids, with my boys, my crazy boys in this cold weather while we're stuck inside. And my boys actually do like to cook and they love when I make them fun treats. So I decided to start this little thing called Kate and Kids in the Kitchen, my boys and me cooking healthy things once a week and going live on Instagram. It kind of kind of came a little bit of a thing. People looked forward to it. So I kind of went with it because the thing with kids and healthy eating and family nutrition, first of all, most parents, if it tastes good, they'll eat it. And that's what my husband always says. He's a total meat and potato type of guy. But if I make something that has crazy stuff in it and he doesn't taste it and it tastes good, he'll eat it. Like I hide cauliflower rice and flax and spinach in my meatballs. And normally he would turn his nose up, but it tastes good. He eats it. So with my kids, they like cooking with me. And if it tastes good, they like it too. And I actually, you know, like the shoemaker's daughters has holes in their shoes. I have a very picky little son who I do cartwheels and handstands behind the scenes for him to try to get him to eat and try new things. So that's what that kind of spun off from. And I kind of got rid of that for the summer because we got, we had the kids outside a lot. We're not doing, we're not stuck inside as much or not. I haven't done the videos. They will come back. Don't worry. So if anyone wants to tune in, they will eventually come back. But right now what I've been doing is just trying to catch a bunch of people who necessarily wouldn't sign up for my one-on-one -on -one programs that I do with clients. Um, 
nutrition counseling, like individual, I've started this little reset virtual online. I did one week already and I'm starting another one, October 5th. If anyone wants to join, it's just 49 99. And <laughs> I give you all my nutrition information. You log your food. I give you advice and people just learn a lot and weight loss is kind of secondary to that. Like, yeah, everyone wants to lose a couple pounds, but especially during these times, you want to have enough energy. You want to have enough patience. You want your hormones balanced. You want your blood sugar balance and you want to feel good. You want to feel sane. So I just teach a lot of healthy, good eating in that. And I am on Instagram at Robin Barry. And that is my middle name for anybody asking. And yeah, that's me. If you want to check me out. I'm like really proud of all you guys. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I love all of this. You know, I think, I think Jamie and I, we have a lot we want to talk about with each of you that I think you all did a beautiful job kind of um, showcasing the little things that make you collectively the same and uniquely different. Um, And I believe at a time like this, like-minded individuals should be collaborating and inspiring one another um, in any way that we can. But one of the things that I like to start with, and Jamie does too, is the simple question, Allie, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wish I was going to say something really exciting, (laughs) but um, I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. So now I'm going to I'm going to let everyone answer before Jamie and I work our like traditional choice fashion and media wisdom. So Allie wanted to be a doctor. I I made it all the way through three years of pre-med in college. I took almost all my sciences and then fight with my parents and decided that I didn't want to be a doctor. (laughs) Okay. So now that's that, by the way, I have something to say about that, but I'm going to hold it. So semicolon, Laura, what did you want to be when you grew up? (laughs) I think like most kids, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, (laughs) I actually like in my basement, like I must have been less than 10 years old. I started my own little business. I'm not, I don't can't remember what I was selling, but I went to the store and got all those like receipts that you can give people. It was like a pretend, (laughs) I had like a cash register. I just Mm -hmm. remembered that the other day. Um, But like, yeah. And then I just got really into food and health in the pretty positive way. Unlike a lot of dietitians that went into the field. Well, you, mm-hmm. you have a unique energy. So that, that probably started at a young age. Also, yeah. I had the same, <laughs> recipe. it was from a, a yeah, we had magazine. It, too. it was called Poise to Grow On. Poise to Grow On. I started businesses from like seven years old on and uh-huh. it, it's fine. Um, look, at, look at me now. Okay. So Justine, um, what so my only memory of what I wanted to be was actually a teacher. Um, and I convinced my parents to let me go to University of Delaware because I was from New Jersey and they wanted me to go to Rutgers, which was a lot more affordable. Um, but I convinced them that I wanted to go to Delaware because they had a good teaching program. Um, and then somewhere along the way, applied undecided because I think there was some idea that maybe the te- I couldn't get into the teaching. I don't know, whatever. But I'm not sure along the way if I just like that was a farce and I just really wanted to go out of state. Um, but then ended up really liking science in senior and high school. And then when I got to Delaware, was told the teaching elementary ed was impossible to get into. Um, so then I opened up a book and decided I could do a million and one sciences. That's why, Allie, I cannot believe you didn't just like pivot into something because that is so much science to throw away. Um, but yeah, no. So I opened up the book and I was like, 
I think I can handle organic chem, biochem, uh, you know, as everyone on this um, panel has taken. Um, but yeah, so then I just was like, screw it. That's what I'll do. So that's what I did. And oh, Robin, it made it a lot easier when I decided to go back to school for nutrition. Yeah, you had, I had all right. my college sciences done. Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, at least I took them. Yes. I mean, okay. So, and then uh, there's so many things to say. Bob, then what did you want to be? I actually so, know this. Do you know? I've, Jamie might know. Yeah. When I was seven years old, I started dancing. So I wanted to be a dancer, a dance teacher. I wanted to own my own studio as a dance teacher, instructor, dancer. So that was my dream. But then Same. when I got closer to college, my mom was always eating healthy. So that's really how I got into nutrition. She was always telling me like, I can't eat the whole sleeve of snack oils just because they're fat <laughs> Oh my God, snack oils! <laughs> so she knew that stuff before I even knew that stuff. So and now you're like, snack oils are poison. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't love think they exist oils. anymore. I was looking for them because I, you know, I don't know so that they good. do either, but I just like, They had a particular taste that was very delicious. Sorry, go ahead. That like I was eating the whole marshmallow one. one day after school. So anyways, when it came time to apply for college, you know, I, I always wanted to dance, but obviously as I got older, I knew dance was not going to be my career. And I was good at science and I kind of wanted to do pre-med and I don't know, my mom mentioned nutrition and I started looking into programs and I decided when I went to college that I was going to be a nutritionist, but I also in the back of my head wanted to be a doctor. So my nutrition course at Cornell, my nutrition major, um, I took a nutrition major and exercise science minor. So I was still getting, and I signed up for dance classes. So I wanted to get it all in. My course was kind of, my track was pre-med. So almost all the way through, I kind of was pre-med, but in the end, I decided to go to grad school for dietetics and nutrition. And I didn't go the medicine route either, but I did. But you, know what's so, you know, what's so interesting about all your answers is that Marissa and I always say this, but like, there's always something there that makes you you know, or in rel you know, is relevant to what you do now. And so here's Allie, who is not a doctor, but is playing one on TV for people in other ways. And Laura, who did we ask Laura? What did Laura say? Laura said that. So she, here she is, like, but she calls herself a mama bear. That's her thing. Yeah, yeah. she's not caring for animals, but she's mama caring bear. for humans, and it's a different kind of care. And Robin, you know, who which is unique and amazing that you went to school for it, like literally knew at eighteen. Um, and, you know, wanting to be a teacher, obviously, you know, at some point, so did I, and although I'm not teaching in a classroom, what I do I'm doing right now is teaching and teaching, you know, in college settings with resume workshops. So I just think it's so interesting to hear what people wanted to be, because normally it does correlate in some way. And it's not something that our guests always think about, like, okay, me wanting to be a vet is similar to what I'm doing now, but really it, it's really, I think very inspirational to our audience to hear, you know, what you wanted to be at six, what you wanted to be at 18 likely has something to do with what you do now and or what your dream job is now. And what we do as dream catchers is help people either. I just recently came up with it and I really like this either find the dream job or find the dream in the job. Get it. Um, I really like it. And it's true. Like I say to people all the time, like what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Who are you in your group of friends? Like what is your role? Like if you're the person that everyone's coming to for nutrition advice, but you're not a nutritionist yet, maybe you want to go back to school for that. Like these are the types of um, eye-opening aha moments that we help people come to later in life. And so it's really interesting how you guys all kind of started in that way. Um, so that being said, I'd love to hear from each of you 
um, before we get into the bulk of just this matter of nutrition with our kids, especially. Um, how did you, you know, get from A to B? So obviously, Robin, you decided to go to school for this. So you started right out of school. You said it earlier. It was your first job. A couple of you said that. Did anybody, we don't need to go around the, that we did this. Does anybody have a specific story where they found this later in life? Like they did something else first? Well, Any of you? Yeah, so yeah, Allie, I think Allie did. Raising my hand so like I'm in school. <laughs> what did you do for well uh when i when i decided to quit pre-med I, I didn't know what i was going to do and uh the only thing that i really loved in, in school apart from from sciences was government so the end of my junior year as i decided to drop you know this this track i uh decided i was going to major in international relations so i uh, i graduated uh and moved to london to get a graduate degree in international relations moved home and had no clue what I was going to do with it and took a job on Wall Street. And about two years in, I, I've dealt with some, some nagging health problems my whole life. I have um, a neuromuscular pain disorder, an autoimmune condition, uh, bad allergies and asthma. And I was always fine, but never felt well. And when I moved to Manhattan, I decided that I was going to go on like a radical quest to try to figure out how I could live my life feeling better without taking 10 medications a day. And uh, I did that through diet. And what, you know, it was like a light bulb went off and I was like, this is it. This is how I'm going to go back to where I came from. And this is, this is, um, you know, I'm living, I'm living it. Like it's experiential. Like I have this, I finally have this idea that this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. So it was kind of a, kind of a, it was like a light bulb moment, an epiphany. Yeah. I love a light bulb moment. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's so interesting because you all, you know, even when I was like writing all your I was doing the image for the this day and it was all your different credentials. Each of you have similar yet different credentials and what, you know, what you bring to the table. Obviously, some of that language isn't necessarily clear to like a layman, but you know, I, you I had to be, I had to Google them all and you're all my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so ultimately each of you has a little bit of a different, which we've talked about already focus and um, passion or, you know, day to day, relationship with nutrition but i'd love to hear from each of you though um you know what does the word nutrition mean to you like obviously we've talked about um you know the fact that the word we talked about this before we went on air that like i don't want to do the word diet that wasn't you know what this is about but even ali said the word in a different way each of you believe and i know this just from working with nutritionists before is that life is not about a diet. It's about your diet, right? So the, it's not a diet. It's your relationship with food being your diet. So I'd love to hear from each of you, you know, a little bit about what the word means to you and why, um, you know, why you're, why you're so passionate about what you do and what is it, what is your relationship to nutrition? And also like some, maybe some nuggets there for, for your, you know, say these people that are listening are, could have been a client, right? So it's those little nuggets. Marissa and I have like our isms, you know, there I'm sure you each have like a thing that you always say. I'd love to hear that from each of you so that we can, you know, these little sound bites, you know, if somebody's listening just for a few minutes, what would you kind of say to someone in your elevator pitch about what nutrition means to you? Laura wants to go first. She's ready. <laughs> um, we always think of nutrition as diet, right? What we eat. Right. The word diet just means what you eat, by the way. It's to clear that up. Yep. We love to talk about, you know, diet relating to weight loss, but it's not always relating to weight loss. Um, but I always tell people they're like a puzzle and there's a lot of different pieces to them. So it's not just your diet. It is how you conduct your lifestyle. It is 
what you're eating, how you're hydrating, your stress level, your movement, um, you know, just your emotional state, what's going on in your life. And, you know, diet is just a piece of it. If we don't deal with your stress and your sleep and everything else that's going on in your life, then the diet isn't going to have as much of an effect. So it's, it's kind of dealing with all areas of somebody's life and, you know, showing them that through a certain way of eating and nourishing your body with food and that food is energy that will then kind of be like a ripple effect. So we do, you know, start with what you're eating and then people see really quickly, I'm sleeping so much better and I want to go outside and take a walk. And I want, you know, I want to communicate with my kids in a more positive way, because when you nourish yourself with better food, it, it trickles down to everything else and everything starts to come together so that, you know, it is a, a more whole you and it, and all we, you know, people think nutritionists or dietitians do is focus on like what you're eating, but it's such a holistic approach and everybody is so different. So, you know, we're seeing now a lot of like cookie cutter diets and like, here you go, this is what you follow, read the book and follow the diet. But we are all such different people and we have to, you know, dig deep into our history and, a lot of times, you know, when we're talking about like what we want to be when we grow up, you know, like I was saying before, a lot of people go into their field because of personal experiences. And mine was food centered. I loved cooking for my family. And unlike Robin, my parents were not the healthiest eaters. You know, we opened the cabin and there's like still is Cheetos and like, you know, Milano cookies, like literally everything you can imagine, like, you know, every munchie (laughs) food on the planet is in my cabinet at home. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a lot of different things and, and it's the most amazing thing in the world when someone starts to see that they don't need to follow some crazy, restrictive, miserable, hangry diet. It's actually about eating food because eating food and having a good relationship with it, um, is the key to then it, it weight loss. If that is one of your goals being secondary, like Robin was saying, like we are doing these things because things will naturally organically start to change in your body. When you're nice to yourself and positive and you change your complete outlook of what your mentality of, you know, a lot of us, many, many years of dieting mentality, when you start to change that and rewire your brain, it's amazing. So, you know, I do think it's funny. I I have obviously come to many of you with different questions, whether it was my picky eater or, you know, a diet or a blood test result or my frustration in my working out or the the myriad of things that as, as women, not even women, I mean, of course, women, but like, you know, people. I have questions. We spend a lot of time at the gym. We spend a lot of time picking out food. We spend a lot of time servicing our family's needs. And sometimes the the cumbersome, enormous idea that you're not doing something right is the reason why we do something wrong right. and or whatever the definition of wrong is or what, right. And, and I sometimes realize, or in the last few years, I truly respect and understand your jobs so much more from a firsthand experience 
because it is very emotional, very much like Jamie and my job. There's a lot of emotion tied to food. And I know that that's such a naive sentence, but for those of us that are not experienced in, in Justine's, um, I'm going to direct this to you in a minute, Justine, but Justine's background and, and professional career, it's like there is an emotional relationship completely between our programming. Okay, I'd love to hear, I'd love food. to hear Justine's take on that. Yeah, just what like, nutrition like, you and Justine, Justine when, 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 when does it start? Like how, how, what am I do? What is our day to day like that? And, and our kids are staring at us with every yeah. choice we're making. Right. So it's funny to sort of, I was like ready to raise my hand to piggyback on the whole relationship. And you know, what Laura was saying that I think of nutrition really as, or what, what it's melded in my role as a dietitian is that relationship with food and the way that you think about food and the way that you think about your body and the way that you think about all of these things. Cause the way that we, the, the mindset that we have around food and our health and the way we feed our kids and whatever it's evolving. It's not, this doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? Like your own thing, like everything changes. So like what you thought eight years ago, what I even thought when Macy, my daughter was little changed drastically when I had a son and like Robin said, like boys are so different. So like everything that I thought about and how I wanted Allie's to- like, yeah, they are yeah. <laughs> but how I wanted to talk about food and feed my daughter fully changed for the better. Actually, I became much more relaxed. Um, when I had a son who like it all went out the window because like, she's more methodical. She's thoughtful. She wants to like wipe her. He's like, you know, so like, Anything that I thought about, I was like, no, let's have a meal with like a protein, a starch and a vegetable, and it'll look all pretty. Like that doesn't happen with a son. And I think that's helpful. So like, I feel like maybe, you know, for me, like my relationship with food for myself evolved after pregnancies and where I realized like, and uh, Jamie, no, Marissa touched on this, like it being so complicated, like my goal is to have your relationship with food and body not so complicated. Like that is what like, mm. so like if everybody else on this panel would talk about the nuts and bolts of food and nutrition, it's not that I don't talk about it. Obviously like the nuts and bolts of what you eat is going to come up in a session with me and a client or a patient, whatever I'm, you know, um, working with at the time. I think that, and, and just so you know, when I say client, like I think patient is sort of like when I'm in the hospital setting, I think of patient and, and very often in my outpatient work, I am working with severe eating disorders as well. So like, it's just like a different, it's a language thing, but it's, um, so if you get confused why I'm saying patient, a lot of times people think like patient, doctor, hospital, and that's just a little quirky thing of mine. Um, but anyway, I, I am talking about the food and everything, but I'm talking about like, when you wake up in the morning, how stressed are you about that workout that you want to do or the breakfast that you want to make or what your kid is going to eat or whatever. And if that's, if you evaluate that and you're like more stressed, like that's more unhealthy, right. Than like having mm-hmm. a workout or like eating, drinking the green juice, like they're, you know, stressing about making the smoothie is su- more, you know, unhealthy than eating the bagel. Like, you know, like that kind of mentality around that, like, yes, food is important, but I personally think that our relationship with food is the most important thing. And the way we think about food is the most important thing. And then the rest falls into place because when you get some of those answers that you were saying, Marissa, like 
you guys, you know, we have think we have the answers because we've studied this, we've done this, but like we don't. And we don't all know everything about food and nutrition, but we have a good idea. And so I think that that where I come to this with with like in my group of friends, you sort of reference this, like, I just want to educate a little bit on like not making it so intense and not making this. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I went on my own, you know, I've been on a weight loss journey my whole life, but I've been on a big one the last couple of years. And I think what's so interesting is like you're all saying, which I know Robin wants to jump in, I could see it. But I think that there's something to be said about just, I mean, I'm a perfect example of somebody that has, that used to have a kind of shitty relationship with food. I never had self-image issues. In fact, I, th- I always joke, I had like reverse body dysmorphia. I'm like, I'm not that. And then I see myself in a picture. I'm like, I'm disgusting, you know? <laughs> Like your pants are at 12, get it together. Um, but I do, like, I didn't just ever- wrote like four of Justine's rules. That's another I problem. But like, like, I had no idea. I'm like, but it's the truth. Like I, that was my truth before. Like I didn't think I needed to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't about people the- like aren't ready. You right. have to be ready. You have to I be just, like- or I, you know, I, I love my husband. And I used to say to him, I'm like, you're my problem. Like, Dear Dave, like it's you because you tell me I'm beautiful, like asshole. Excuse me, but yeah. it's the truth. Like I didn't know he would never. This is like my husband. Like I wasn't gorgeous to him. My husband can't see. He needs glasses, and so all the time when I'm like, "Oh my god," like I have like a mustache, and he's like, "No, you don't." He's I'm like, like, "I don't see it." <laughs> yeah, I do. Like thanks a lot. And I had kids, and they tell me every you know, for right. He's like, and now I see all right. the things. And I just want um, to let Robin talk, but I just want to jump in on the, like, uh, all that stuff that, you know, Jamie was saying mm-hmm. that, you know, like you said, it's your truth. And there's some part of what all of we do, which is validating your truth. Mm-hmm. And like, as a professional, I know each one of us, it would not want to invalidate anybody and how they're feeling. So I will do my best to validate your feelings and, and unpack that, you know, and talk about that and then try to help you change your mindset. I'm not going to jump in and be totally. like, you're don't talk that way to yourself. Although I don't want you to talk that way to yourself, but I'm way better now. Um, no, but I do. I, I will say like, it's so fascinating to me. I know all the things that's the thing. Most people do like, you know, what's bad for you. Like, you know, what's good for you. And it's about I don't agree about that. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, I'm I don't think everyone Nobody's, knows. No, even the I don't think everyone people. knows. I think that some people, people know. They don't know. People know. Wait, so Robin, I, I want to chime in before I start dreaming about a bowl of angel hair pasta with vegetables. Because <laughs> remember when we didn't eat protein? Okay, go ahead, yeah. Robin. <laughs> so I just wanted to say from a sports nutrition and kids standpoint, the nutrition is actually fuel for your body, for your health, for your growth, for it to function in its optimal way, for your brain to function in its optimal way. So when I work with clients, I mean, a lot of times sports nutrition, like for sports nutrition, it's, I've helped a lot of guys gain weight and gain muscle and just because I've worked with high level athletes and professional athletes and even golfers, like I have to work with clients. So their body works most efficiently. Like our body is a machine. So sometimes I take that approach, even with teenagers Mm -hmm. and kids, like even now my kids are in school for two hours and 45 minutes without a snack. So like giving my hungry, hungry, growing boys Cheerios and milk is not enough food for them. They basically, before my kids go to school, they need 
fiber and protein and fat and filling stuff. And they still come out like hangry because food is a fuel. Food performs a function. And even like when I work with teenagers or parents, like if you're on a Zoom call all day and you're sitting there all day and your brain needs to work, like we could talk about intermittent fasting later. But if if your brain needs to work, your brain needs fuel. You can't fast. So that's kind of, that's kind of the approach I take with a lot of clients. Like your body has to work and the whole like fiber thing, like your body has to work. You, you have to digest your food. You have to eliminate your food. Yes. You need fiber. So I, I sometimes approach it in a functional way. I love that. Mm -hmm. I just very quickly, just to add on that, my last week, just a story that's funny is last week for all the work I do around language and all whatever with my kids, Macy went to dance, the dance teacher comes out and they were having lunch and I got her a bagel and cream cheese because that's what she wanted. And to Robin's point, like she needs fuel. She's dancing yeah. for four hours. And the other little girl had a salad, whatever, for whatever reason, not for a diet reason, she just wanted it. And the dance instructor says something to the effect of like, oh, and Macy thinks that goldfish are unhealthy. And I was like, what? Like what? And I'm like, you sure she's not unhealthy? And, she, and then so Macy, sure enough, she's like, no, I just said that mommy thinks that goldfish like are a good snack. They're fun, but they're not filling. They're not going to fuel me to dance. And I was like, yeah, good. like, like oh, good girl. Yeah, Macy. Oh, no. Summer, like, oh, summer, summer's main food group is goldfish. Can you talk offline about my problems? My kids. <laughs> um, I, and, and by the way, I tried, I mean, I tried the Annie's. It's not, it's, I mean, it's she is it. a Pepperidge Farm girl. It, I will work on the back end of her. We'll work it out on the later end. I think like you have to be a role model. Like my kids, I mean, I, they, they're the pickiest eaters in the world and I am a dietitian, but I don't make a big deal about it. And I'm, and I think that, you know, they're sponges and, you know, that's a big topic like that I know you guys wanted to talk about. Um, they see everything we do. And even if you are quiet about it, they're going to see it. And I know as they get older that they will hopefully start to really expand their palate naturally and eat everything instead of me putting pressure on them. Like I don't do that at all because, yeah. you know, we eat everything and I'm just like, I let it ride. So like in general, it's like, calm down about everything guys. Like, you know, <laughs> just like calm the F down, like calm down about your diet, calm down about stressing about making the smoothie, calm down about exercising, calm down about feeding your kids the healthiest diet. Like we are doing the best we can, especially these days. And like, you know, people need to understand that, like, because it's like that, that like phrase, like, you know, stop stressing about the last five pounds and you'll lose the last five pounds. Mm-hmm. It's always the last five pounds, right? No one's ever happy. Stop stressing about are. meeting the man. You'll meet the man. That's what I yeah. always say. Yeah. Stop yeah. stressing about attention. finding the job. You'll find the job. Really? Alex, oh, what, about wow. you? What, is your, what is your thoughts on all of that? Well, I mean, a lot of, I think we're all pretty aligned in that, you know, real food, eating real food taking care of your whole self and not just worrying about food. One of the things that, because I work primarily with women and let's say they're 25 to 60 in age is hearing things like I was bad last night or, you know, I ate a bad, you know, I was bad or I cheated. Like I hate the word, I hate the word cheated. Mm -hmm. I hate the word bad when it relates to food. Obviously there are foods that are not good for you or not, you know, health sustaining, they're not nutrient dense, but when people call themselves good or bad in relation to the way that they eat, that's really a signal of a problem, right? It's a, it's a mindset that we need to change. 
mean, that's the way I grew up. I grew Everyone up. Everyone says that. In diet. Mm-hmm. We all have problems. It's so bad. Yes, you know what I mean, though. Like, it's it's also, like, my college meals were uh, pa- pasta with fat-free tomato sauce, pizza yep. with no cheese, fat-free frozen yogurt, mm-hmm. um, and snack mm-hmm. wells in a huge bowl with, like, as much skim milk as I could possibly fill because the whole box only had 300 calories. Yeah. So, you know, and then, and, you know, I grew up in a household where my mother's breakfast was uh, two cans of tab. Oh my God. And, um, and you know, a slice of American cheese, fat-free. Like, fat-free American. Oh, fat-free American cheese. Yes. I think I yes, had And we had, you know, everything. I wasn't allowed to have shake and bake, which I really wanted because it came in a box and it looked cool. But my mother would make her own version with like real products. But still, we had dieter's tea and cabbage soup and, you know, 99 calorie popsicle or fudge pops. Uh, my first diet, right. like right. diet, when you use that word, I was 13 years old. My mother and I went together. Mm. And uh, that was that was the mentality of a lot of us growing up in the 90s. Yeah. 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 yeah we were in you, school. You guys have had you have your work cut out for you. Yeah. You should have people lined up. You know, I think, I think, I, I mean, I, I literally, we, we say this sentence and it like annoys me when I say it again. Like we could talk about this for hours because this mm-hmm. is like real stuff. And when I say real, it means... It's tied to so many things. Like I'm sitting here like, yes, me too. I remember that. I feel that too. And it's it's a very interesting thing. That's why I wanted to spend this time today. But I what I, I want, I don't want to fall too far into my own emotional journey. I want to kind of say to you, Allie, tell me something you're doing right now with your business in this moment that um I know all of you have had to pivot. I know everyone's had to pause. I know. Everybody's trying to figure out how to service their clients and also manage their household. Give me, give me a nugget. Tell me something good. I, I always say to my kids, there's something one of our neighbors taught us a long time ago. Yeah. Give me a cherry. We've got a lot of pets. Give me, and, and it is food related. So I feel like it's very appropriate. Give me yeah, a cherry of, like of what's happening for you right now. Or like a good nugget of wisdom that you can like, yeah. you know, without having to charge us um, as clients, like maybe our <laughs> customers out there want to just hear like one really good alley nugget. Like if I'm going to take anything away from today's conversation, like what should I start doing? Like, should I put flax in some, you know, like whatever, just something about what you're currently educating and doing and how we can take something away from it. For starters, drink more water. Okay. I'm going to get mine now. Here it comes. And we don't have coffee. Start, drink more water. Like start. People always, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I need to get on this diet. And I, it, this is basic. I mean, nutrition is science. When you go back to it, there, there's scientific data about the way our bodies respond to food, like food being fuel. You know, for example, like with my kids, eat every three hours, eat every three and a half hours. But if you get to three o'clock or three 30 and you are hangry, and you are shoving in Oreos and, um, you know, downing cups of coffee, that's the wrong approach. You are hungry. Like eat real food, eat real food in the right amounts at the right times. And it's what's a better snack for three o'clock, Allie. What's a good snack something for three that o'clock? Has a little bit of protein, some fiber and some fat to help carry you through. So for my kids, they get, they get things. I mean, I feed my kids, I have four boys. And so they are, they're hungry all the time, like you're saying. They're like, oh. and then I have one who doesn't stop eating. So I have one who doesn't like food and one who doesn't stop eating and two in the middle. And I have, you know, three of my kids play three travel sports and run for give or take two hours a day. So like, I'm going to come back to you about sports nutrition because mine don't like to listen to me. 
You know, it's like the, the nobody likes to listen to the, the mom that has anything. My kids say things like, my mom is the worst job. <laughs> so I have to dial it back and not be like pounding it into them. Yeah. Because like otherwise, I know they're going to rebel. We wish you weren't a nutritionist because I wouldn't let them have Doritos 10 times this week. Right. Yeah. Once, totally. once, sure, but not 10 times. By the way, to be fair, first of all, your cookies are really good. Really um, good cookies. Uh, I mean, Doritos Doritos are good. That I mean, we all know cool they're ranch. good. Cool oh Ranch. Um, cool Ranch is, is next <laughs> yes. level. Um, but I will, I will say, I just want to say one thing, and I want, I want to make sure that, Allie, at the end, before you, you talk about your partnership and what you're doing locally, um, but I want to say... Ironically, some of my most favorite meals that I've had as a grown grown up have been with my friend Laura and with my friend Robin, who, by the way, eat. There's like, you know what? I'm a recruiter. Okay? We have a bad reputation as recruiters. We yeah. have like a bad car salesman reputation. So do travel agents. And so did dietitians. Let me tell you something. There's no one I like to have dinner with more. I mean, Robin and I literally <laughs> look at a menu. First of all, we haven't been together in a restaurant probably in a February. year. Um, of February because we went to dinner right before COVID. But we don't, I've eaten so many meals with her where Laura can chime in here. We look at a menu. I look down. I know what we're ordering. I know what we're sharing. We split the plates. We don't involve anyone else. And it's the most fun. So yeah. I would like to debunk that right away for my own friends. Okay, we sorry. love to eat. Yeah, we love to eat. So Laura, and Laura and Allie, and Allie also was always always locally the first to say, "I'm not judging you." Like, yeah. So like I'm like when we would play tennis together, I'd be like, "Oh, I have this." And she's like, "Do we like?" The, I think that that is also another thing. Like when you have people in your friends in your life that are dietitians, you feel like you have to like, do right by yeah. them. Well, how about how about when everyone's like at your house and like I find and I'm sure the rest of the girls can attest to this. The people watch me. People want to see what I'm eating, what I'm doing. And yeah, you're like, on you're on blast. I don't think people oh watch me anymore. They like no. I'm I like <laughs> set the example. Like I'm the only mom eating the cookies. Like I'm like know. people people still watch me. And, and I'm the only one birthday. not on diet. Like my <laughs> weight doesn't fluctuate because I eat what I feel like it, and I don't put foods on a pedestal you know right. like i'm not right. like no that's that's a no or a yes like yeah but you I, know, know, and I think we all are we're all guilty of that of being like you know whether it's robin or a nutritionist or a fitness person that you're friends with like i feel like i've done that before too where you're like oh like don't watch but me I'm, I'm, take, I'm doing something i went to take a bite of pizza i went to take like a slice of pizza we had a, we had a bunch of people over in my backyard it was my birthday and literally like three people made comments like oh take a picture <gasps> is robin eating pizza i didn't so know you were eating pizza. and it's kind of like at this point yeah. in my life you know i've been doing this for a long time i just laugh and like eat it in front of them <laughs> and then it was my it's birthday and like i can't believe you're taking a bite of the cake i'm like are you kidding me of course i am well you know that you so, need to eat it before mike does yeah well there's that <laughs> yeah totally. you gotta hurry up when mike's around Okay, okay so Laura, we're going to go back to you, Laura. And just in the interest of time, I know Robin has to go pick up her kids soon. Um, Laura, tell us your, your nugget, your quick also, nugget. Also, I know if I want to make a smoothie, I can turn to you. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a smoothie book. It's really oh. fun. It's really fun. <laughs> oh, fun. Um, it's in June. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, Nutrition is a very young field. It is always evolving. So like Ali was just saying, you know, like in, I don't know, I don't know what year it was, but 
when there was the snack wells era and we were all eating tasty delight, like I lived above one in the city and I would eat that for dinner. And I was in nutrition school. I was in graduate school at the time, Me too. Learning nutrition. <laughs> and I would have, you know, the fat-free tasty delight with like sugar-free, like, you know, candy on top. And that's what we were taught. You know, we were taught calories in versus calories out. You'd but be so sick. Is- yeah, and it's, it's so, so terrible for your body and your digestive tract and like everything else. And it wouldn't fill you up, of course. Um, but my point is like, there is something that will never change in nutrition. And you, you can always be sure that when you are including real food that grows outside from a bush or a tree or the ground, like fruits and vegetables and whole grains and nuts and seeds, um, these no one is ever going to tell you, do not eat that. That is never going to change. So if you base your diet on real nutritious food, then that is always going to be the answer. And of course we live in 2020, there's going to be packaged foods and boxes of things and, and to supplement into our diet and, you know, bread in a, in a bag. But if you focus on real food and stop putting so much emphasis on these magical, you know, potions and powders and um, crazy things that we hear about all the time, or, like those or are certain crackers, yes, yeah, certain crackers, real food. things with two letter F. Okay, yeah. So like, it's not, (laughs) that is never going to change. Like, yes, we are going to find out more things that can enhance our lives and our health, but the answer is always going to center around real quality food. It is quality food. It is not all about calories. When you eat more quality food, your body is naturally going to react in such a positive way. You will feel fuller. You will not, not have these blood sugar swings and you will not go and eat your entire pantry at 4 p.m. because you are actually fueling yourself properly during the day. So the last thing I'm going to say, because this is so common for people, is that they do not eat during the day. They're like, I'm going to be good, like we were just talking about. I'm going to be good all day, right? And then what happens every single afternoon into the evening? We need to fuel ourselves during the day when we're actually moving and working and with our kids. And then as the day goes on, we shouldn't be really hungry. We should feel like our dinner should be a little lighter and we will sleep better and feel better, wake up feeling better. So it's, it's like that phrase, I forget what it is, you know, eat like a um, king, like during the day and as time goes on. Um, so those are my two tidbits. It's like eat real food that's never going to change and fuel yourself during the day so that naturally you're not as hungry later and the floodgates open and all hell breaks loose. Justine, because we are all chronically dehydrated is a life-changing um <laughs> you know thing and it's very hard for people they say i don't like water your body is mostly made up of water you need to drink water get yourself a big water bottle that is at least a liter maris are you listening fill it up maris is people don't know how much our, they, drink our, they have like little cups and i say get a big water bottle fill it up two to three to four times a day. And then, you know, check one thing that you don't have to think about as much. Okay. Your body tells you when you're you're that water. By the way, I was just thinking your your body tells you when you're thirsty. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, that's actually an emergency signal. When you feel thirst, you're already dehydrated. So you actually won't feel thirsty, which is another problem. When we think we're thirsty or when we feel thirst, we're actually hungry most of the time. Interesting. Well, 
no, when we're scared. hungry, when we're actually hungry, yeah. we we're probably thirsty. Yeah. That's what I mean. Our, our thirst mechanism is really weak. I think, mine's, I think mine's broken. Okay, Robin, go ahead. I, I, am not, I, I don't have a problem with tequila, though, however. Never. <laughs> that, thirst, that thirst I can recognize. Yes, yes. Robin, go ahead. Just to piggyback on Laura, that's where we could, you know, again, we could probably have a whole nother hour on intermittent fasting, but that's where I go against intermittent fasting. I say you have to fuel your body when you're awake. And yeah, sure. If you want to stop eating at eight o'clock and not eat it until eight, nine the next morning, that's fine. You get your 12, whatever hours, but you have to fuel your body while you're awake and that's moving. What's that? Exactly. That's just called sleeping. Like this yes. exactly. It's called sleeping. So if you want to call that your intermittent fasting, well, you're not sleeping at eight, but you shouldn't no. be having all your calories and all your nutrition yeah. at 10 o'clock at night because you're not fueling anything. You should be going to bed and winding down. And um, like Laura said, 75% of the time you think you're hungry, like you want something, you need something. 75% of the time you ask anybody that they, if they drank their water that day and they'd be like, no. So yeah. wow. by the way, I think that is the soundbite of today because even for me who knows 90% of what you guys are talking about find that to be really empowering wisdom. So thank you. I also want to say, and Justine, I want you to be able to talk for and close if there's anything that you guys want to close on. Um, I had something really brilliant I wanted to say, but it's now gone. So Justine, you go ahead. All right. So along the lines of what a lot of you guys have said, I would say kind of, it's a little cliche and cheesy, but the like honor your hunger um, sentiment of like, honor, meaning respect your hunger, respect your body, respect what you want, you know, in that moment. So in that really translates to making choices that are good for your body and good for your mind and good for that, you know, and, and respecting it, like, don't talk to yourself the way you wouldn't talk to somebody else, right? Like, don't, you wouldn't say some of the things like, oh, you're disgusting or, oh, you're bad or, oh, like, don't eat. You just ate. Like if you had to pee, and like, so like, for example, if you went to pee and then like 10 minutes later, you had to pee again, would you not pee? Like, no, you would go to the bathroom. You would pee the same thing with hunger. Like if you've eaten something, maybe you didn't have enough, or maybe you worked a lot, you know, the day before and you're just catching up on it, but just, you know, don't feel guilty about it. Cause then that leads to that all or nothing, like I'm bad or I'm not or whatever, and, you know, make choices that will end up ultimately having you feel better about yourself and, you know, what you did in that moment. So if it's, you know, and then that's where you get to the nuts and bolts where everyone just said like the protein and the carbs and the whatever, like a hundred percent, but just respecting yourself in the fact that you are wise enough to make that choice. Um, and that you don't need somebody else to tell you what to do or, uh, you know, that kind of, um, idea. Um, and I was going to say something else about the respect and whatever, but I lost it. I I found, I found my other thing. Okay, go I have one quick note that I have to say goodbye to you all because I do have to pick up my children. Um, my one quick note is if you observe the way children eat, sometimes they leave a bite on their plate. Sometimes they're really hungry. Sometimes they're really not hungry. So if you want to see people actually listening to their body and honoring their hunger and going with how their body feels, watch young children. Yeah. Because isn't they're that, not and, and isn't that such that. an incredible lesson in general? We you know, all got so lost it's along so the way. True. Watch young children in general right now, because I think that is a really important thing to keep yourself reminded of like 
how life is not as bad as it seems. If they can go to school in his mask, if they can leave a bite on their plate, but before you, before you hang up, Robin, one thing I just wanted to say, we, we're going to go around and you can go first and then go. Um, okay. I wanted, I like to, I like to ask people to, to wrap um, what their brand crush is right now. Like somebody that you think is, you know, maybe a food that you want to call out a product you can't live without that somebody might be interested in getting that you would recommend. Um, we call it a brand crush just cause like, you know, something you're crushing on right now that you're like super into anything particular oh, yes. you want to call out. I will. Nutritional yeast. I'm not a vegan. Awesome. Go ahead. I, I'm not, I'm not vegan. I love vegan foods. I love vegetables. Um, nutritional yeast is something that in the vegan world is used as kind of like as a replacement for cheese, but it's also, it's also just really tasty it's high in vitamin B12, which a lot of people either don't get a lot in their diet or are deficient anyhow, because a lot of our bodies don't digest it well. So I've been putting on a lot of things. I really enjoy it. It's great for a lot of people who don't get enough B12. It's good for people who are vegetarian, vegan, who aren't getting enough B12 because they are restricting their diet for those food groups. And I found myself just because I was putting it on my salads and my eggs and stuff all during quarantine that my nails grew amazing. I'm not going to show you them now. Ah. So not manicured, but I don't know. There's something I, I might have to do a little research on that, but I like it. It has protein. It has B12 and it's just a any fun brand thing. in particular that you buy or anywhere. I mean, I get bags or I get Trader Joe's because which, whichever is fine, but I like both of them. And like, you can like shake it on your food and it's just, it's a nice, or like if you make a vegan kale salad, it's a good, like, it's like a cheese replacement, but I just like it. I'm not, I'll put that out there. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I like plant-based because I like lots of plants, but it's a good, it's a good condiment supplement, however you want to look at it. Love well, it. thank you for being here, Robin. We love you. Go get the boys. I love you. Thank and you. And we'll, yes, we'll show to... everybody in social media where to find Caden okay, in the kitchen. Great. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Bye guys. Good to see Bye, you. Everyone. Thank Bye. you. So girls, what I was going to say before was that, you know, something I think is really interesting in general about my job and Jamie's job through the years, it's like people come in and they need help with their resume, right? And I always say something all the time. I say, every recruiter has an opinion and every recruiter is right because they have a set of clients that maybe know them a certain way. And I realized, interestingly enough, how incredibly similar your business, not scientists, but your business and our business is because we're listening, we're helping. I mean, granted, the true business behind recruitment is not as emotional as Jamie and I make it. But, you know, there's a there's if people knew what to do with their resume, we would have nothing to do all day. So it, it is an anomaly that I can do anyone's resume with my eyes closed because it's a professional skill that I happen to know how to do. Same way I'm listening to you all talk and I'm reminded how lost everyone is and how as moms, and I hate to fall down on our sword right now, but I'm going to go there. We are so underserved. Moms lives matter, right? I mean, I, 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 mean, I didn't eat breakfast today. I didn't eat anything. Like, we don't, I mean, who ever thinks about yourself first? The so last person about, I think of is What about me. you? Allie's, Allie's trying to say something. Allie, what were you just saying about- Oh, I said that's my with... whole business line. That's my whole elevator pitch. Yes. Moms are yes. underserved. You're 100% so right. So what you would you say, you Allie? It this for yourself. Be, how easy it is it? it doesn't have to be for a mom, but Allie, do you, have a, do you have a brand right now or an item? Actually, maybe we, 
nutritional yeast was an interesting one that could be for kids or moms, but um, anything that, and by the way, if anyone has any questions, we ju I just saw a question and I replied to it because I saw it. Um, feel free to throw it in the chat here on the um, Facebook Live and we can see if we can answer it for you. Um, but Allie, do you have any brands or anything that you're crushing on right now that you want to shout out that you think something, you know, you can't live without right now? This is a really weird, it's a really weird time for, for everybody. I mean, I, I love to grocery shop. Like I, there's nothing more I love than like two hours in an awesome grocery store by myself. Um, I love food and I'm not doing that. I'm ordering things and having them delivered and trying out a lot of new products. I don't love a ton of store-bought products. Uh, but there are some that, you know, we need them for convenience. We can't make everything from scratch. Like we're, we're not homesteaders mm -hmm. and now we're homeschooled. But the things that we're stocking like mad in my house, the ridiculous things, barbecue sauce from true made foods. It's made with, uh, it's sort of like the sneaky chef, although now it's, um, you know, a little bit more commercial. It, it's barbecue sauce made with less sugar and they get their, you get your sugar from carrots and butternut squash and certain um, vitamins. My kids love barbecue sauce. They love barbecue. So we're going through a ton of that in terms of like a store-bought product. We're also going where are you through getting, Where do you get that? You can find it at like specialty stores. You can find it at Amazon, Whole Foods. Fresh Direct has it. Fresh. I just, I love, like if my kids like things that come out of bottles and packages, probably because as a chef and nutritionist, like they're like, oh, did you make this again? Meanwhile, they love it if I made it, but they, they like to feel like they can grab something out. Uh, we're doing a lot of, of barbecue. So that one. Um, and then we're eating a lot of, um, so when, when we're on the go and, uh, we're not grabbing a granola bar because a granola bar doesn't have any protein in it. And it is, um, not going to keep you full for very long. In fact, it's probably going to make you more hungry. Um, uh, we're grabbing a lot of, uh, like free range turkey jerky sticks. Mm -hmm. That sounds, um, it kept, probably sounds really disgusting to people, but we're, uh, we're stocking up on the cilantro lime turkey jerky sticks from, well, that uh, sounds good. from the new primal because they're, uh, it's a quick bite, it's pretty filling, and it's satiating and kind of gets my family through. I wanna get those. They're I good. also have barbecue yeah. sauce on my list right now. So now you just help me. Thank you. Uh, so those are those are my store crushes. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm making a lot of like pesto. I like like, it. I, this is such a great time to be making things. So we're you know, making a lot of like fresh things with herbs that I don't buy in a store. Like right now I'm on like this pesto roll until the basil runs out. Well, I, I love, love pesto. It. I'm coming over. I'll just go to the backyard. Yeah. It's great. What about you, uh, Laura? Anything that you love right now? This is the hardest question in the world <laughs> because I love, I also love food shopping. I love brands. I love like just making quick, easy things. I don't think you need more than like a couple minutes to make any meal. Um, so I call them like my staple foods. Like I have my clients, you know, and, and this is like self-researched and from client experiences over like a long time. Like I know what foods people love and they enjoy and taste good and fill you up. So, um, you know, some of them aren't brands, but I can't live without eating avocado and some sort of nut butter every single day. Like I like will, I will feel it if I don't eat something <laughs> like that every day. Um, I'm loving Siete wraps because most wraps mm -hmm. on the market are pretty terrible. There's like all kinds of stuff in them. I mean, there's ingredient lists this big, like the, especially the low carb wraps. Um, there's a lot of like things you can't even like pronounce. So loving Siete chickpea and almond flour wraps mm -hmm. and um, so many things. I mean, this is like the hardest. I love Laura, it. Laura, did you see the Hecamo wraps at Trader Joe's? 
I have not, but I, I saw them online. I need to get back to Trader Joe's, but um, I I'm just gonna give you. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it a hard yes. Like it okay. The super big, I'm a big fan. To me right now is not um, enjoyable that much. So I haven't been going much. Um, and I also, it's like, eat the real thing. Like if you want a, a wrap, eat it. And don't like substitute it, come up for it. Like, you know, like eat what you feel like eating. And then you're not going to need to eat 10 times more later because you didn't honor your, you know, cravings and hunger. And when you do that, it's, you know, it all like works out, balances out. Love it. What about you, Justine? Anything you're into? Um, it's funny. I am not, yeah, like I like shopping and I like finding new things and whatever and debunking myths around products. Um, you know, when some people are like, oh my God, this is the best. Da, 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 and then you look at it and you're like, oh, actually it like has zero protein and just because it's low carb or whatever, whatever. Um, so that's like, I don't have any off the top of my head, but um, I love RX bars. And it's funny, like, I feel like some people like them. Some people don't like the texture. Some people think they're, you know, I've, what bothers me the most is when people say they're too high in calorie to be on your diet. Like that drives me crazy because they're very filling. They are like four ingredients and they do have protein. So they are, a, they're not a granola bar because unfortunately my kids won't eat them because they don't think they're like a granola bar and they will only eat granola bars. But I literally like admittedly will have an RX bar and a, I'm lactose intolerant. So like yogurts and cheese, I can't just like grab things like that, that are quick. Um, cause it kills my stomach. Um, and Same. so there, so I literally eat probably an RX bar and the RX peanut pack. Out oh of my God. The vanilla. Every pack. day, like literally every day. And it's funny because I'm a nutritionist. I have like a, a, whatever, like a discount for it. And you should see my cupboard. Like it's like every flavor. I just got an email that they're discontinuing the chocolate, um, coffee, chocolate flavor. And like, I guess audibly, I guess. I was like, oh, I love that flavor. Like, and it was like, it tastes like coffee. And I was like, whatever. But anyway, like I literally in my bag at all times have an RX bar and RX peanut, some version of like, my favorite is the yellow one. It's like the cinnamon peanut butter, cinnamon almond butter, whatever. Um, and that's just, like I said, and they have a kid's version. Mind you, my kids are pain in the asses and think that it's like healthy food, whatever. But like, I've even like microwaved it for five seconds and it softens it up and then like melts the chocolate and they think it's like whatever. But, um, I just think they're super filling. So like when I'm super hungry, I'll have that. Um, so that's my, Oh, one more thing. Siggy sides. Have you guys ever tried? <laughs> There's like almond butter on the side and you like, you like oh. turn it over and it's like the creamiest and it like goes and it's like a peanut butter and jelly yogurt and I just thought of that because I was like I'm gonna eat that next Laura I feel yeah. like you need to do voiceovers like for like commercials yes. well um, guys we could talk for hours but this this has been so eye-opening even for me like I said earlier I know we joked about it but um you know, I've been on my own version of a journey and so much of what you're saying is giving me validation on the ways that I think about food now. And I'm hoping that something that you've said today has resonated with our audience. And, you know, I'm so inspired. Listen, Marissa and I talk about this every episode, but I'm so inspired with surrounding myself with other women who work, who have kids that are making it happen still and figuring out ways to service their clientele um, maybe having to pivot, but just being as, you know, and, and we will tag all of you on social, but everybody should follow all these girls because they are all inspiring to me. And I'm looking at each of them 
you know, to inspire me with something different. Like I'm looking at Robin's chocolate chip cookie recipe at the same second I'm reading. Or or her zucchini boats are like a staple for me. Oh, my, I love her zucchini boats, which is something I would have done anyway, but like to watch her do it and how she does it and get the seeds out, like just the basic stuff, even because I love to cook. I don't need a recipe, but if I could just see somebody's like something that inspires me to be like, oh my God, I can use my zucchini that way instead of slicing it this way. She slices it this way and like scoops out the seeds and puts like the filling and a little bit of parm in the oven. And it's like a staple in my house. So I really appreciate you guys all being here. This has been awesome. Marissa and I love doing this for so many reasons, but well, so awesome because knowledge, here. knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And we all feel really not that powerful right now. So the more you can arm yourself, you know, for me, I came into this conversation this morning. I'm definitely not myself. We had, we, we have so much going on, all of us. And I feel better just by having talked about this. It's an intimate conversation that we all touch. And I thank you for sharing your wisdom. And also I celebrate you for what you're doing because what you're doing, although it's very, very micro, is so important to your clients, your customers, your listeners, your watchers, your audience, your social media followers. At the end of the day, these little pieces of help, we're not getting any help. So if I can get a little tip of help from Allie, a little feel of love from Laura, a little bit of guidance from Justine, a recipe from Robin, guess what? I'm feeling better already. So I, I love you guys. Thank you for taking time this morning. We'll be sure to promote all of you because each of you is doing such incredible things. Local friends, Allie is doing something really fun with a chef right down the street from us. There's so much that they are all trying to do. I love inspiring hustlers. And I love each of you. So thank you for being here this morning. And Jamie, this was awesome. And we, what's for lunch? <laughs> what is for lunch? What's for lunch? Um, I think my shout out is going to be, I'm going to go to Seed to Sprout, my favorite place in Fairhaven. And I'm going to go get my chickpea, buffalo chickpea salad from Seed to Sprout, which I love, um, which has protein. And also, by the way, randomly a cashew dressing that I happen to love, even though I'm not a vegan. Kimchi rice bowl. Um, I vote kimchi I, mean, I know. Either, listen, you're either like team Pats or P- team Geno's there. Like you're a kimchi rice bowl or you're a I seed salad or you're a <laughs> buffalo chickpea salad. I'm going to go for that. But thank you guys again. Thank you, Ming, for our sound. Thank you, Maris, for our social. And thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.